Last week, we talked about the significance of the Palestinian-Israel conflict, specifically the Hamas-Israel conflict. This week, we're going to be talking about the history on uh, Hamas, on Palestine, and on Israel. And uh, Mr. Charlie's put up a good roadmap, and we're going to be talking about it, going through it. Uh, Jonathan Fiala, your host for Further Every Day, and uh, sitting in the chair of culture today, but to my far right, I got Miss Nikki. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing all right. If you can't tell, I've got a little bit of chest congestion, so I sound a little uh-huh. bit... A little, yes. We have what? But, spread it around. Yeah. But, well, I, I think it's allergies because there's no fever. Out. It's like the Saharan dust is in the air again. Well, and I'll tell you, it's been pretty pretty different in the weather. Yeah. quite the change. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sitting to my right again, a little bit closer, is Mr. Charlie. Greetings to all. Glad to have you here. This oh, thank you. And yes, technically he's in the chair of cult, uh, philosophy, but uh, we are kind of just doing a more standard, it's, it's a little bit different day, it's a little bit chill. And then to my left, I got uh, Mr. Steve. Yes. How's it going, sir? And uh, block three. <laughs> but three. I'm going to step outside my boundaries and be politically incorrect today and, and you're sitting in the and, chair of politics anyway yep that's right and got my jerusalem hat so i'm gonna be rocking and rolling solidarity today. with the jewish people oh. he's doing a choo-choo oh. train for those of you in Ottawa. <laughs> just those are gonna be moving down the road. so we got a lot of Steam ground to cover mm-hmm. actually about uh four thousand years five thousand years worth yes. of ground to cover so i want to start yep. off with miss nikki and uh, we're, we're going to start, Mr. Charlie here, thought it'd be a good idea to go ahead and start from the question of, first off, where did the Jewish people come from in the first place? Like, wh- wh- where is their heritage? How did they come to be? Well, um, this will go back to biblical times when God called out Abraham and promised Abraham that he was going to make him, the, him a great nation through his seed. And Abraham had Isaac. And Isaac had Jacob, and God changed Jacob's name to Israel, and all his descendants are Israel. And that's the Jewish nation. And so, uh, you and I were talking about this off mic earlier, but a lot of the secular and a lot of the Palestinian sources that we were researching for this show do not really talk about it from the framework of the Abrahamic Covenant Correct. And the Abrahamic land deeds. By the way, land that was owned and was known to be owned by the Abrahamic seed. Correct. Uh, even while they were in Egypt, in the captivity in Egypt in fourteen in the 1400, what was it? No, no. What, what was it? It was 1445 is the estimated exodus from Egypt. Right. So. Should be 1445 BC. BC. Correct. 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 Yeah. J- just for those who didn't catch that. Yeah. So. Why are we going back all the way to Abraham when we discuss the issues of today? Well, you, you will never understand the issues that's going on over there in the Middle East until you understand the history of it. And you have to go back. The Jewish people are just practicing what, God, what they deem to be what God gave them back in the Old Testament. If you want to understand the crisis, you've got to understand the true religious history of the people. And you're, you're missing it. If you're taking that part out, you're missing it. And you know, to add on to that real quick, it, I, I just thought about this. One of the interesting aspects about this whole conflict, many people that do not subscribe to any type of religion, if you will, they they look at the Bible as more of a storybook. If there was anything that actually put reality into the storybook, it's this conflict. And I, I really appreciate what you brought out there because that goes way, way back. There was a video that Nikki and I had looked at earlier this week online and they wanted to go back the last hundred years to look at this conflict folks you would be extremely foolish to do that but even then even then israel's position is still 100 percent defensible oh 
Oh, oh, oh totally. Correct. Totally. You, you know, even if you go back. I've heard uh, people that don't ascribe to a, a, a religion or anything refer to the Bible as, say, folklore. It's yes. It's not anything to believe. It's just something feel, Make you feel good whatever. stories. Yeah. yeah. It's just folklore is all it is. And, and the Bible's like, batting what? average is still a thousand. Every time they say that David didn't exist, or Solomon didn't exist, all these right. other cultures that 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 are in the Bible didn't exist. Yeah. Every time you give it enough time, the archaeologists, scientists, historians Correct. all ultimately climb the mountain, finally to find the theologian who's yeah. been sitting there for ages. Yeah, yeah. And so, yep. That that's that's. Part of the issue, and we're going to kind of dig into how Israel has been displaced and placed over the years. And I, I, I do want to get to that, but the next question that uh, we laid out, and I, I'm going to ask Mr. Charlie to ask this and to, and to lay it out, is in regards to Palestine. Why is it important to note where Israel started and then where Palestine started? Because that's an important question. You're kind of in the chair of philosophy here. Yeah. I, I want you to ask your wife that question, but also why is it important to do that? Because she's got the she's got the goods there. So she's she's brought up. out the 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 start, if you will, for the Jewish people. What everyone has to understand is what was the start of the quote unquote Palestinian people. And that's the issue that that we want to go deeper with. So what did you find on that? Well, I did find many resources, but the resources that seem to be in agreement is what I'm going to bring out. Um, Cause there was some resources that brought out something different, but I, I, this resource here and, and a couple others seem to be in agreement. And I think they had a, a better foundation. So the word Palestine um, is derived from an Egyptian and Hebrew word. Can you help me. Pal- Palashat. Palashat. Okay, so it's roughly translated to mean rolling or migratory. The, um, the term was used to describe the inhabitants of, of the land to the northeast of Egypt, and that would be the Philistines. So if any of you ever heard the, the story of David and Goliath, Goliath was a Philistine. So the conflict between these two people go way, way back. And it was a battle for land back then. And um, so go ahead. just to, if I could just interrupt you here real quick, something that people ought to understand is that when the children of Israel were captive in Egypt and they were being led out, where was God taking them? They wandered in the desert for 40 years, but that wasn't the, that wasn't the purpose. It wasn't to make them wander around for 40 years. There was some disobedience there, and God had made some judgment on them. But it was the result of the disobedience for... How you can go. Okay. Well, I was going to go on to the Philistines in their history where they were an, um, an Aegean people more closely related to the Greeks with no connection ethnic, ethnically, linguistically, or hyster- uh, historically. Historically, too. Yeah, historically, <laughs> with Arabia, who conquered the Mediterranean coastal plain that is now Israel and Gaza in the 12th century BC. So this was referred to as the land flowing with milk and honey. This is the promised land. This is the land that God told Moses, I am going to take my children, my people, to a land flowing with milk and honey, and it will be their home. And that's that, folks, is really where this all stems from. Who was in that land? Philistines were part of that land. And they were the ones that were eventually conquered. And the children of Israel ended up there. So when, um, I'm not going to go into the timeline, but the time that the Romans had conquered this part of the, um, the world, which included Israel, they actually, um, they expelled the Jews from Judea, and then they created uh, a... Most. Mm-hmm. Most of most, them. Most, okay, yeah. yeah, most of them. But then they created this uh, land for the Palestine, it's called Palestina, Palestina, is, and the, the reason behind it was um, 
to crush the national and religious spirit of the Jews. And many Jews did fl- flee at that time. Yes. So, so that the, is our history there of how these you know, two countries. So but that and, land has and, been fought over for so long. And this right here is a, is a map, actually, of Palestine during the monarchy. Uh, go ahead and show us. So th- this is, again, uh, uh, pre-slash-during Christ. So you have Judah in the south, and you have Israel up here. This is uh, uh, pre-Christ. Now, go ahead and go to the next map, please. Just so that you guys can see this. Uh, if you're on audio, uh, I do apologize. We are actually showing some some maps here, and it is helpful to see. We'll try to describe these real quick. This one is what happened after Christ. So during the time when the uh, Jews were largely driven out, there were still there are still people who've been there the whole time. There are some Levites who actually do have manuscripts that they have since Christ, since at least the time of Christ have been uh, stowing and recording and maintaining some of the the documents. But this is all Jewish land. And again, this is under the Ottoman Empire. You can see that uh, um, each one of these was turned into a state. A san, uh, uh, I think you call that a sanjak. Sanjak. So that's important to note that it was indeed conquered by several different rulers and that's become really relevant in a moment remember i said going back 100 years does not take away the argument from israel that's correct it doesn't it doesn't so go to the next one please sir all right so coming up and and miss nikki stop me if you were going to cover some of this no okay okay so now finally under the british empire and you know we were just talking about empires a little while ago how how america is a very different sort of empire than the british and all the other ones that came before it but what the brits did is is they would conquer area areas and rule over them and protect them and so they would actually subdivide this area out from palestinia they call it palestine and they created this space it was under british rule that is very important to note because guess what they had the right to do whatever they wanted to. And this was set up at the uh, 1920 uh, convention uh, uh, at San Remo. And John Arthur, real quick, I'm not sure this is real critical, but it's, it is interesting to note, I believe the French had a part in this as well. That division that the British had created, they had Next kind slide. of done it from a, a northern side, Next. if you will. And the French had done it from a south, a southern into an eastern area. Take a look. There we go. Take a look. Yeah. You know, so Syria was from the French mandate, and that was what. Let's 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 yeah. let, let's get through this. It's very yeah. boring. I know it's very droll, but there's a reason why we're going through it. Yes. So that you have all of the answers, dear viewer, listener, that to explain it. So what we're looking at right here for those on audio who cannot necessarily see this. Uh, highly recommend you look it up on YouTube, Rumble. Eventually, we'll go on X slash Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you have straight down the Jordan. Yep. You have Palestine, and then you have the Transjordan British mandates. Okay, and you have the beginning of what we start to see an incursion into what was Israel's in the form of the West Bank yes. uh, territory. And so this was defined and divided uh, the Greatens. The Great Britain's division of the mandated area in 1921 through 1923 is where they ended up. Now, you've got uh, a color-coded map here. By the way, links in the description. As always, you want to go check all this stuff out. But what you can see is that this is what was given to the Jews. What you have on the left is very very indicative of what was given to the Jews in 1947. After the horrors of the Holocaust... What did we decide as a world? We said, look, the Jews were kind of the ones that they were the primary targets. So they need a place. Uh, guess what? We own Palestine, said the British Empire. Guess what they had the right to do? Give that land up. They had every right to give that land to a nation that has owned that land for years and years and years. And, had, and, then, was, and then was taken captive, conquered, 
the new conqueror comes in and says, no, we're giving this land back to the people who originally owned. By the way, all of you affected people who think that you should call this, the, you know, America first people's land. For those of you who speak English, who think that the Indians should get their land back, you should be thanking Israel and Great Britain for this. Thank you, Mr. Producer. That's enough of that for now. Uh, but you should be thanking Britain for this. Snicky. Well, I do want to point out, um, John Arthur, and I don't know if you're going to touch on this or not, but there was called a Zionist movement. And it was Jewish people. Jewish people were scattered abroad throughout the world, and mainly in Europe, but some in Africa. And they were persecuted. And not the Holocaust is a horrible thing, but there were many times that people within a country would rise up against the Jew and, and kill them and, and try to chase them out. Even uh, England expelled the Jews. France expelled the Jews. So the Zionist movement was about the Jews saying, if we had our own place, we would be safe. Yes. That's what that was about. And that movement started, and it was in 1948 when they finally, the right people, got on board and gave this land to Israel. Well, you've actually celebrated a Passover Seder. Mm-hmm. I happen to know. Yes. A couple of them. And uh, at the end of the Seder, what if you are not living in Jerusalem, what is the cry at the end of every Passover Seder? Next year, oh, in Jerusalem. In, yeah, next year in Jerusalem. And yes. the implication is when Messiah has come. Yes. And they have been saying next year in Jerusalem for two thousand years, maybe even before, if you weren't living in Jerusalem at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Tradition has it. So they have been yearning for a land, and it is a what a miracle. Yes, yeah, Israel it, even yeah. exists. That's correct. Um, in the book, Jews, Gentiles, and the Church, and I've, I've, I'm sorry, I cannot remember the author's name, but he points out, and the way he describes it, it is very clear the fact that Israel has been restored to the promised land is a miracle. That should give you every reason to believe there is a God. Correct. Correct. So one of the things to note is that you had the War of 1948, where after all of this land was allocated, what happened? Israel said, okay, we'll give you the West Bank. Okay? Give you the West Bank. Just leave us alone. The two-state solution started the year after Israel was formed because they were being driven out of existence. And there's a spiritual reason for that, and we're going to get to it. They were being driven out of existence one year after being formed. After the, this is in the shadow of the Holocaust. Keep that in mind. And the, the, the nations there, the Palestinians, wanted Israel to be deceased. Then you had, which war came after that? You remember? 67. Six I was in the Six, six Day, day war. war of 1967. Yeah. And then, of course, what did they do? They gave him the... Well, they, I was yep. I was going to say that war, uh, they took they took a pretty good chunk of land in that. They went all the way down, the way to, down to Egypt, Egypt. And, and that's what the peace accords were all about at the time of Jimmy Carter. Uh, for those of you that were that are old enough to remember that, that's what that was all about. That land was given back to Egypt. They were putting it on Egypt. Yeah, and they were, and that's the amazing thing. If if you really want to do a, a a little bit more of a deep dive, folks, in in understanding a little bit more of the the more recent um, Israel history, take a look at the Six Day War, because that that war was absolutely unreal. Egypt, for all intents and purposes, should have walked. All over Israel should mm-hmm. have easily won that, and they did not. Uh, they suffered a, a massive defeat, and the leader of Egypt was a nut. I mean, he he should have been removed immediately. 
for what he, what he did. Um, because basically what he did was he just made a, a determination, we're going to go take this land. We're going we're gonna to kill him. Him, them, so, and along uh, with a couple of few other countries. Yes, there were three yeah, countries that was, actually came Egypt, against them. And then you had uh, Jordan and Syria. To right. Charlie's point, I want to pull this up real quick because we hadn't actually set this up, but what you oh, see on good the graphic. far left is yeah. the 1946 uh, uh, grant, if you will, and Palestinian land, sorry, let me rephrase that. The green is the Palestinian land and the white is the Jewish land. Jews were never fully gone. And then the UN plan, you see what was given to Israel. Then, of course, um, they really came after the Jews. So what did the Israelis do? They defeated them and then they gave them the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. And then all the way up till to 2010, which is kind of representative of what you see now. On the West Bank, you see a lot of settlements. Okay? And then, of course, you have the Gaza Strip. And Israel... Thank you, Mr. Producer, for pulling it up real quick. Israel has wildly given back uh, j- just huge amounts of land. Like, that doesn't happen. That, that no nation wins a genocidal war. And gives land back. And gives land back. Let me rephrase that. The victim of a genocidal war never gives land back. That does not happen. Except in Israel's case. Very, very unprecedented. And not only that, a lot of people don't realize what Israel has done over the last 10, 20 years alone. Um, and, and some may have heard Ben Shapiro uh, talk about this a little bit, but this is, this is key to understand. The Israelis have provided the people... Um, down on on the Gaza Strip, a lot of sustenance, if you will. They've given them the ability to work. They've they've put in infrastructure. And the thing is, the people on the Gaza Strip have taken all that has been given and have put it to use for this war, for this conflict. To destroy Israel, like we showed last week with them literally cutting out water and they're whining and crying about water sorry i'm struggling to keep that nice they're crying about having no water for their children and they were the ones that dug up a water pipe that was laid by the un and by israel and by the united states aid and they're turning it into rockets to send it to israel it's like there is no there's no equivalence so let's wind back for just a moment to the history of Israel. So you alluded to, again, 1900 BC. You want me to do the timeline or, or do you want me to do the timeline? Go ahead. So you've got Abraham chosen by God, okay? In 1900 BC. And you have the exodus into, into Egypt due to a famine. They parked their land. By the way, people still knew that that land was owned by Israel in 18, uh, 1850 BC, about 1445, give or take. Some people say 1230, they're wrong, but that's a whole other issue with Egyptology. We'll leave that be. 1445 BC, the Israelites went back, and unfortunately, they had people who had come in and taken up their land. Okay, land that was owned by them, and they knew that it was owned by them. Now, Israel reconquered their land. By the way, that's how things were done back then. You had to kill if you wanted land. It's kind of sad. And that includes every tribe that the back then. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's all of them. That's how they all, that's how business was done. In uh, 1010 BC, you have David. By the way, people didn't believe in David. People said that David was a, was a, was a uh, fantasy, right? They said yeah, that he didn't folklore. exist. Yeah, it was folklore. What? Yeah, they did, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Producer. And in yep. truth... In truth, they say that that's one of the reasons why the Bible was wrong. However, however, we have archaeological evidence now that supports King David. And Solomon. I hear people have talked about Solomon being... uh... Absolutely. So, 1010 BC, we have King David unites the 12 tribes of Israel. In uh, 970 BC, roundabouts, we have King Solomon, son of David, builds the first temple. Okay. 
930, Israel is divided into two kingdoms, the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. That was the first map that we showed. It was uh, uh, kind of post where those two kingdoms were, were sort of right around the Babylonian Assyrian exiles. Uh, in 722, the kingdom of Israel is conquered by the Assyrians. And 605, the kingdom of Judah is conquered by the Babylonians. Now, they come back. The Jews come back to Israel at 538 B.C., temple is rebuilt in about eight years in 520 before christ the reforms by ezra put in place and then you see the raiders come in the greeks conquer the persian empire who has been uh, occupying up until now in about 333 bc and the egyptian and syrian uh, empire take over in 323 after a short battle with the greeks because the greeks were kind of failing Fading out at that point before the Romans came in. Okay, uh, Hasmonean recapture uh, the Hasmoneans recaptured Israel and the Jews ruled uh, independently in 167 BC. But then the Romans in 70 BC came in and conquered. Then, of course, 70 AD after Christ, the Romans with legions that were conscripted from Syria, Proto-Iranians or Assyria, rather, they came in and sacked Jerusalem. And uh, these people were, the Jews, were captives of the Romans, Byzantines, Arabs, Crusaders, and eventually they were occupied by Great Britain. All the stuff that we just laid out. These people have been here in this land for a long, long time. Their land was given to them by the British. And again, why are we doing all this? Because when people say, well, the Palestinians were there first. No. No, they weren't. You didn't need them to be first either because Great Britain was the one that gave them the land and they weren't the ones who attacked one year. One year after the so-called Palestinians uh, were the ones who attacked one year after the formation of the new state by Britain. Yes, yeah, Steve. Um, what... A lot of people don't understand is that the original Palestinians were wiped out. I mean, they were completely wiped out at time um, thousands of years ago, and and I'm not sure. Back was actor David's time or sometime, I believe, and they had were completely wiped out, and there were no more around whatsoever. I, I think one the of the things... Were, yeah, correct, yes. Philistine. One of the Which were, important aspects of this, though, too, an objective person looks at this and goes, well, why did Israel keep losing their land? Folks, Good question. This yeah. this is a situation where God is trying to teach His people something, and it's called obedience, and it's it's called worship the one and only true God, and this is where people today still have an issue. They they don't want to do that, and guess what? The children of Israel were no different, and they would disobey, they would get attacked, and they would lose. Because God's not going to stand with that. He's not going to stand with sin. Let me, let me put a different tack on sure. it for a moment. I'm, I'm, I'm not contradicting you per se. I want to put a different tack on it. Yep. Why do the Jews keep losing their land? It's a really good question. And yes, obedience would have saved them. But that's not the reason why they keep losing their land. The reason... If they had acted obediently, God would have protected them. Noted, correct, and God wants them to learn obedience. But why is there an attack on the Jews so specifically, so harshly, mm -hmm. so incredibly? It's because Satan himself does yes. not want there to be a Jerusalem and a Jewish population for Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, That's to come it. back in. And he does not want there to be a Mount of Olives for Jesus to touch down on. Correct. He does not want there to be an Easter. Uh, you know, he doesn't want that gate yeah. open. He doesn't want any of this to exist. If Satan can defeat God in prophecy, 
he has won one on the scoreboard. And actually, he's proven that God's not all powerful. And you know, I, I was listening to. Um, That's a, a great, great addition there. Yes. That is really good. An evangelist who is a Jew, and he's from Israel. And he said and made it very clear, and Christians, you need to listen to this prophecy is not for the Christian, prophecy is about the Jew. Everything and that's been in the Bible that talks about the future is about the Jew, the Jewish people. This I've said it before and I'll say it again. The sun rises and it falls for the covenant that God has with Israel. Now we're in the hour of grace, the hour of the church, where other people can get saved through Jesus Christ and be engrafted in. But sun rises and falls for that covenant that god made with israel they are his chosen people and he has not forgotten his word and he he's not afraid of other people's opinions and their religious beliefs Mm -hmm. indeed Indeed. so i I actually want to kind of pull back now so now that we've built i think between miss nikki and and we built like a really good foundation hopefully you you feel like you can kind of defend this now links in the description if you want to actually go see search this out wait a a minute i want to go to steve i feel like i'm outside this foundation because i want to go to steve (laughs) no you're not hanging on out here wait a minute because steve hasn't done much talking yet (laughs) i want to get over to steve (laughs) and that that, that, that's exactly what i'm saying because we haven't really let you talk yet Because the Palestinian leadership is is kind of an interesting cat on this on this stage, mm. and what I what I think a lot of people fail to realize is what is driving the Palestinian governance. What is driving them? Why? What do they want out of this conflict? What does Hamas want? What does Hezbollah? And and by the way. Hamas, Hezbollah. You you, you can draw an Palestine. You you can ISIS. yeah you can. Put whatever name you want, the but they're thing. all the same. So what, what they want? They want the complete and total destruction of not just Israel, but the Jewish people as a whole. Is Every what they single want. one of them. All of them. They want them gone, period. So Completely destroyed. Why, why, what do they have to gain from that? Couple things. They, well, they had they. This is their their belief is is they is that they're going to gain back what they lost from the Bible, and they're going to get an inheritance out of it, and they're going to get land. So yeah, let's start with the economics of this. You know, is is that they're going to get land, and they're going to get right now land that's a lot more beautiful than theirs. By the way, that's because they do a good job taking care of their land, the Jews do. And I've been over there, and all the land they live on dies. It's amazing. You're driving through. It's green, lush irrigation that looks gorgeous and beautiful. And then you turn, and you go into Palestinian land, and it looks like desert Desert. and trash. Yes. So, so A, there's a covetousness there, but... There's something about the Abrahamic covenant that's interesting. And even though these people aren't the descendants of Ishmael, they do come from that uh, uh, Mohammedan side right? where they have that belief. So They carry that belief. What's so important about the spiritual aspect of this, Steve? The spiritual aspect is is that, you know, they, they have the Mohammed and theirs is not a Jesus belief to where... They believe that Jesus is the Son of God. They believe where Muhammad is their prophet, their savior, and that he's the one that saves you, and then you go and have all of these women that are, you know, virgins you're going to have when you die if for whatever reason that you do something for. And what did the Hadith it, say about, about, about the people I'm of the book? I'm not super familiar with the Hadith. Said to kill the people of the book. Give uh, the Christians correct. a chance. Correct. But the right. Jews, they're filthy. Kill them. Kill them all. Kill them. Kill, kill Jews. all of them. All the infidels. I'm quoting the book of peace, y'all. Get off me, Media Matters. I'm right. quoting the book and of peace. And that's what they say it is, the book of peace. Yeah. 
and the Hadiths. Correct me if I'm wrong, John Arthur. I think we provided a link for the very document that Hamas is working from. Not yet. Actually, I will get go, that for you. Go ahead and put that in. It's it's a, and I would encourage you all to take a look at this because the language in it is very clear. You do not need to be a lawyer to read this stuff. This is their their <laughs> charter, if you will, their right. their constitution, if you will. This is they they do it up in uh, what they call articles, and these articles make it very clear the utter destruction of israel is what is required and we're not talking about just taking the land we are talking about killing every single jewish person so i'm 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 actually asking mr producer right now to pull it up for me if he'd be so kind because i think it would be very good uh you actually just did the first one the goal of the Islamic resistance movement is a distinguished Palestinian movement whose alleg- allegiance is to Allah yeah. and whose way of life uh, is Islam that strives to raise the banner of Allah over every inch of Palestine. Go ahead and pull that out. Highlight as I read, if you would, Mr. Producer, a little bit of uh, a co- collaborative exercise here on the destruction of Israel is the second bullet point. Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it, just as it has just as it obliterated others before it. This is the preamble. Exclusive Muslim nature of the area. The land of Palestine is an Islamic Waf holy possession consecrated for the future or for future Muslim generations until judgment day. No one can renounce any part of it or abandon it etc. Uh, Palestine is an Islamic land. Since this is the case, the liberation of Palestine is an individual duty for every Muslim wherever he may be. They have a called jihad, which is holy war. Uh, in the face of J- the Jews' usurpation, it is compulsory that the banner of jihad, violent warfare, be raised. Ranks will close. Fighters will join other fighters, and masses everywhere in the Islamic world will come forward to respond to the call of duty, loudly proclaiming, Hail to Jihad. This cry will reach the heavens and will go on being resounded until liberation is achieved. The invaders vanquished and Allah's victory comes about. Allah's victory, by the way, meaning a caliphate. Yeah. A one world government underneath Islam. Right. That's what they want. If it's not one world, it's as big as it can be and, until and it becomes one world. That right there is an excellent point because a lot of people, especially those that are taking the side of Hamas in this thing, they do not understand what is really behind the movement by Hamas. If if you really read through, through those articles. Read the whole thing. Read the whole thing. What's ultimately the destination is for you, supporter of Hamas, who doesn't necessarily agree with the Muslim religion, is total control over you, and you will be a Muslim whether you want to be or not, and if you decide not to, you will be killed. By the way, gay Jews who stand who stand with you have Hama- no chance with Hamas. You have no chance. Um, if you stand with Palestine and Hamas on this, uh, you won't be standing. You will be taking the flight. Yeah. Down the. Uh, yeah. Down the Off outside the of the building. Yeah, I was going to say on the outside of the building. Yep. I do want to point out here because one thing that uh, not every Muslim is going to go down this extreme road. Correct. Not every Muslim has the stomach for this type of violence. Agreed. And you are born a Muslim. Like, we're Christians. We accepted Christ. In the time we accepted Christ, we became a Christian. My children were not born into a, were born in a Christian home, but that did not make them a Christian. You're born as a Muslim. You may not practice the Muslim religion as extremely as what, some of these other people are, are are practicing it. So let's just make it very clear that this is not speaking to everyone who holds uh, Muslim as their religious belief because some of those people do not have the stomach for what is happening. Well stated. It sounds so, like, you know, almost like the direction of the Antichrist. Oh, we're going to get there. You know what I mean? We're going to get there in just a moment. world government. But before we do, I want to get to Mr. Charlie. And I want to ask you, asking you your question back up, so let me tee this up for you. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly is going on with the with the propaganda war? Because both sides are putting up propaganda. Oh yeah, but propaganda is not a bad thing. It's just what is in the propaganda. <clears throat> yep. Because look, the United States had some great propaganda movies that I think were necessary during World War II. They also had some really terrible ones. Okay, I mean, you go, you go yeah. look up some of those. They were like, that this is actually racist, actually icky, actually kind of gross." <laughs> yeah. uh, but some of the propaganda movies were good. So propaganda has value. It's not. It's a. It's a moral neutral. But what we're seeing is is kind of a perversion of. So what's the definition? And let's go from there. And I think it's important to note that the propaganda of old versus the propaganda of new. If I could word it like that. Propaganda of old served a typically a a purpose of good, a national good. Yeah, today propaganda is served for a small group's agenda, if you will, and many times that agenda is not good. Let me give you a definition here. This is from Merriam-Webster's uh, dictionary that I don't really believe in, but it gives us a good a good baseline to work with. The spreading of ideas, information, or rumor for the purpose of helping or injuring an institution, a cause, or a purpose, or a person. So one of the things here that, in regards to the propaganda that's going on right now, one of the early things that we've seen is Israel bombed a hospital in Gaza. Well, okay. This is this is where the propaganda of new has become pretty pretty bad and here's why today our culture is geared such we work a lot on feeling well is it good to bomb a hospital well the moral attitude of many of us would say that is horrible what are you doing bombing a hospital if i put that out if i'm hamas and i put that out what kind of view does that give me of Israel? Pretty negative one. And I might have been standing with Israel before, but on something like that, uh, no, no uh, that ain't going to work, guys. Well, that's what Hamas is really doing. They're working very hard, and this is why they use their own people as human shields. Think about that. People, we're, we're fighting a war. We're going to use our own people so that we can make good propaganda movies. That's exactly what's going on here. So was it important to validate who bombed the hospital? You bet it was. And it's important that our major media outlets take a look at these things and not assume a position, which is exactly what they've done. They didn't check the facts or anything. They just assumed a position and said Israel was responsible for that. And a number of them have had to go back and say, "Mm, we were wrong. But the damage has already been done. But it's already been done. So people, you you and I, all of us, we need to be extremely careful when we listen to these reports and don't assume anything. We need the facts to be vetted, uh, and there was some today even uh, that that came out, and I'm not going to go over them right now. All I'm saying is, is that the the propaganda war is extremely intense. Why? Because it brings about people changing their feelings about one side or the other. Right now, there is a belief by many that Hamas could gain ground in in this war just based on feelings mr producer pull up that video for me if you would so uh yeah so speaking about the next generation of war and propaganda what you're seeing there make that full screen please come on bud thank you what you're seeing right here is a video and it, it, those of you on video you can see this but for those of you who are on audio only what you have is a very realistic looking scene of a car burning. It looks like it was bombed in a uh, str- roadway. But really what it is, is this is something called Unreal Engine. This is what I use for work. Okay, I, I do a lot of CGI work for our, our marketing company. And you're able to make particle effects. They're, they're waving a, um, a pill-shaped object through there just to show that this is a simulation. 
this looks real and this is done in real time. You can actually have someone walking on that street in real time. That's the stuff that I do for work. I have mixed reality that works this well. This is what you're facing with fifth generation warfare is propaganda. Yes. Believable propaganda. It, it believable. It, it looks, it looks real. real. It looks real. Thank you, Mr. Producer. It looks real. And the thing that, that, that you said about making sure that we verify thing is, is everyone who has half a wit knows that and they pay attention and they, they vet their news sources knows that Hamas failed a rocket launch and bombed their own hospital. But there are millions of Americans walking around. <clears throat> excuse me. Did it again? That phlegm's really getting to me. There are millions of Americans walking around right now who actually think Israel bombed a hospital because they only read the headline. That's right. And hours, not just minutes, hours after it was confirmed, you still have people like Rep- Representative Rashida Tlaib. You have people like BBC saying, well, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's more, I mean, what else would we, would we believe? Of course, it was Israel who bombed it. I mean, there's no other explanation, says this, this, this BBC anchor. And this is after the fact, after they knew. It's not that they're wrong. It's that they're lying. Yeah, it, and you bring up you know, a great point right there. It, it's, and, and it's the yeah. it's the issue of intentionally doing it now. It's it's no longer you, and you've got media doing it. That's what I'm trying to bring out is the mainstream media <laughs> is actively participating in it willfully. Yes, Steve. I know you wanted to throw yeah, something in there. Um, I was watching a, a news article, and uh, there was a gentleman that was on who had. Been dealing, it was a black ops guy, and he had become a news reporter and reported on a lot of things in the Middle East and done a lot of black ops stuff in various countries in the Middle East. That was his specialty. And what he was saying, and he had been over there reporting on the Israel conflict with Hamas and what was going on in the Gaza Strip. And he was saying that half of the rockets that Hamas launches land on their own people. It, that was half the one of I wasn't them. going to bring up. That, that's the one. And, and, half and that's, of them. And that's what, J- what Jason was talking about last week. The sheer lack of value oh. on human oh. life. It's not about human life. Because guess what? All those people died as martyrs for all they care. So they're now yeah. in heaven. Right, so all right. these people died as martyrs. They're all part of the cause, even the children. Exactly, and, and uh, it's. And the, all, by the way, all they'll do is just blame it on Israel. By the way, yeah. um, when I told you I was listening to the evangelist that was from Israel, and and he was saying, you know, when you die a martyr for Islam, and and this is something too. If you're going to pay attention to the Middle East, you got to understand their culture and their religious beliefs. A martyr. If you die a martyr for the cause of Islam, and this is what Hamas believes that they're doing, is there, this is the cause of Islam, that you immediately go to heaven with no judgment. You uh, get to drink alcohol in heaven. You get to do pleasurable things. You get the 30 virgins. 72. 72 virgins that, oh, they're 30 years old. I forgot. About they're 30 yeah. years old, yeah. Um, but here's, here's yeah, the big thing. The 30 years I thought I liked to be younger, but anyway, keep, keep going. Okay, here's the here's the major thing: is that if you die a martyr, you get to pick fifty family members that get to go to heaven. Now, if you're a parent and you have a you hear about these six year olds or these little kids that are have bombs tied to them and they're sent over to the enemy, that parent is thinking, "I'm putting my child immediately into heaven." And they're securing my place in heaven. Yep. You have to think if you don't understand the religious beliefs, you're not going to understand the conflict. It's right. foolish. It's foolish to it's even, yeah, mm. to even attempt to comment without looking at the spiritual side. 
Because what you don't understand is that the Jews believe they have a spiritual inheritance there. What you also believe is that the Hamas has a spiritual investment that they're yes. making. Yes. And we tried to play the video. It was in the link in the description for last week's episode. Go check it out. Of a man attempting to get his five-year-old to commit jihad and die on Israeli soldiers. I, I think I need to clarify. I said younger. I spent like at least five or six. Oh, in the I, don't want, I don't want the, that the to get misunderstood. Muhammad, well, Muhammad's daughter, uh, I mean wife, Aisha, was uh, six years old. He That's why gracious. I don't want this to mm. be misunderstood. He was gracious enough to not cons- consummate the marriage until they were nine. For those of you who don't know what I'm saying. I know uh, what you're think, saying. That's why I'm, I wanted to make a um, point. But anyway, with that said, not all Muslims. And by the way, I got a lot of family members and friends who are Muslim. And I know that that's not that's, you. I know that that's not you. I'm not I talking about you. No, we're talking about the extreme, the, the extreme beliefs that cause right. this violent action. And, you know, Hamas, Hezbollah, not talking about Muslims. I'm not saying if you're a Muslim that you are a bad person. I think that you are in the wrong spiritual belief system. Yeah. I think that you have it wrong, and I think you need to figure that out quickly. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean that I don't care for you and, and wish the best for you. Uh, but I do not think is best is jihad i think that that's bad so but propaganda it, it's it's not just on the physical it's not just on the monetary it's not just on the news but it's also in the spiritual yeah and that's mm-hmm. the thing that i think people really don't get is that there is a spiritual propaganda and you know masiki was just alluding to it a moment ago about how satan is put it in front of these people that their best interest is to sacrifice themselves, their children, for eternity. And not an eternity of, of blessing or benefit, but I'm sorry, if I'm getting 72 virgins and that's what I'm going for, that is not a... Um, what about the virgins? <laughs> I, I mean, that's always been my question is, what about the virgins? What not? That- same kind of problem Solomon had. I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's that, but also, what about the virgins? So, so just to wrap up propaganda, there's a spiritual aspect to it. There, there is, and the thing is, the only way to work your way through it is to make sure that you stay close to the truth. Truth yeah, is is it is so critical, and you know, there's a lot of people that will. Uh, they'll, they'll bust other people's chops for only watching Fox News, or you only watch this, or you only watch that. Look, folks, I I do watch a little bit of Fox News, but that's not my go-to source for truth. And you need to be very suspect <laughs> of whatever your source is, and you need to do some of your own vetting uh, to to make sure something is is right or not. And sometimes it'll take multiple organizations. Maybe it'll take multiple people. Uh, you should not be banking your truth on any one organization. That should never happen in today's world. Indeed. Make sure that you are showing yourselves approved like the Noble Bereans. Mr. Producer, if you could bring up the next clip, please. Because... We do want to kind of bring this home, and it always does come back to the Bible for this for this podcast and this group because we're trying to make us think critically. So, uh, here's a question: what Does the Bible have to say about Hamas? Uh, make sure it's the Firefox capture if you're going to do it that way, bud. Nobody would have thought this would have um, been in there. It, it, so, it, it, don't spoil it. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's go ahead and and listen now. Come on, we Charlie. could bring it. We could bring it ourselves, or we could let our friend Jonathan Kahn go ahead and uh, elucidate on this, and I think he does a very good job. Is Hamas in the Bible? What does the Bible say about prophecy and Hamas? Is there anything in there? Uh, it's a long clip, but we're going to go ahead and let the whole thing run. Uh, let's see. Producer. I'll go to Israel occasionally. I do. I do, and I'll be there before the tour, too. I have to go back and forth. But, but I'll, well, I'll, I'll, kind of a spiritual the part of this, or the, the underside of it. First of all, I mean, just, just to keep always our perspective, yeah. no matter who it is, no matter what their name is, no matter what the organization is, it's, it's beyond them. 
This is the enemy. The enemy has tried to destroy the Jewish people for 4,000 years, 2000, last 2,000, try to wipe them up in the 20th century. They, the names keep changing. Hamas, Saddam Hussein, Joseph Stalin, Hitler. It, just, it doesn't, it's not based on them. It's, this is, the, this is an, a fallen angelic being who is dealing with that enemy that Israel is dealing with and that is trying to wipe them out because he knows what's coming. So he's trying to wipe them out. You know, but interesting, you know, we just talked before about, about that one-year Bible and that it, the thing that was appointed for 9-11, what, which was the Harbinger Scripture. But also in every one-year Bible, appointed is another verse, which is Psalm 55, which speaks about destruction. This was appointed for 9-11, and everyone speaks about destruction in the city. And the word that they use for destruction or violence in the city is a word that's an amazing word because it, it means something in Hebrew and it means something in Arabic. And that word, which, mean, which means violence or destruction, is the word, in the Bible, is the word Hamas. Oh. Uh-huh. The ah. word in the Bible is the word Hamas. In Arabic, it means, it means fanaticism and zeal. In Hebrew, it means destruction and violence. And, wow. and actually, I'll tell you, it also means, listen to what Hamas means in oh, the Bible. Oh, it my. means... Damage, cruelty, oppression, unrighteousness, wrongdoing, falsehood, and to, to act violently. Uh, and let me just listen stuff. to this. I, and this is just, by the mm-hmm. way, I didn't plan this except that I was told that, you know, you were talking about this. So we upstairs last night, I just looked in the Bible. So let me just share what's here. In the Bible, what it says about Hamas. Listen, the word Hamas. Okay. Psalm 25. Consider my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with a Hamas hatred. Psalm 74, 20. Think about the tunnels with Hamas. Think yes. about this. Yes. The dark places of the earth are full of the dwelling places of Hamas. Oh, my. Prov- uh, okay. Second Samuel 22. You saved me from Hamas. Psalm 11. But the wicked and he who loves Hamas, the Lord's soul hates. Uh, Isaiah 53. Messiah. Listen to this. But it says he had done no Hamas. He's the opposite of Hamas. Ezekiel 7, Hamas has risen up into a rod of wickedness. Uh, Ezekiel 7, the land is full of crimes of blood and the city is full of Hamas. And let me give you, let me give you one more. There's, there's more. Actually, just take your time. No, that, <laughs> well, this, oh, is this is revelation. It this is. is just last night. And the thing is that, that oh, the, 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 it, Obadiah speaks about Esau, the descendants of Esau. He says, you're, 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 it's your shame that you went against your brother Isaac. In other words, and many of the, the descendants of Esau are, are linked with these people, with, with many Arabic people. And they're wonderful. There are wonderful God-loving Arabic people. But, yeah. but but you have that as well. So it says that it's your shame that you went against Isaac. You know? So listen to what it says here. It says, it says this. It says, for, speaking about the descendants of Esau, for your Hamas against your brother Jacob, shame shall cover you. So it's talking about the descendants of Esau. It says your Hamas against him. And now listen to this, last one. This is a promise to Israel. Listen, Isaiah, Isaiah 60. For Hamas shall no more be heard in your land nor the wasting of destruction in your borders, you'll call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Okay, thank you. Pause that. Um, Can I say real quick, John Arthur, I vetted this. Yes. And I found this. Yes. This, yes. this is legit. This, this is, is real. If, if somebody had just said, it had asked me the question, Charlie, is Hamas in the Bible? I would have been able to vet this. He has put a little more to it that I love. So one of the things that I think it's really important to remember is that God has ordained language. Yes. You know, you, you learn that in Genesis 11. Yes. God ordained language. And so I think it's important for us to remember that God is sovereign and that God, God's word's alive and well. It is a living, breathing document. If you want to be really specific, Jesus is the personification, the, the personification of truth also God's word. The fact that we have the book of the Bible is like having a, a, a copy of Christ in a way, in the, some of the, some, a little bit of the DNA of what makes God, God. We have an understanding of some of that in God's word. So some of these coincidences are, are just too strong. Okay, they're not when, coincidences. When, when when the language lays out that yeah. way, 
uh, I'm not saying that Hamas is antichrist. Okay, just pause. Oh no, <laughs> alarm bells what? going off. Like, I need that. Uh, I, 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 I need the whoop 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 whoop. That's not not what I'm saying. It's anti-Christ, but it's right. not the anti-Christ. That's not what I said either. I said it's anti-Christ-like. Yeah. Oh, I yep. wasn't even, I, yeah, I wasn't it's thinking that, that you did. That type of. It, yes, anti- it's an anti-Christ type of, of thing. Right. And the, the, the whole belief system is juxtaposed. It, it, it is a fanatic hatred, if I can combine the Hebrew and the Arabic, right? Uh, it is a fanatic hatred of the Jews. And we see that in their charter, which we've gone over today. And again, right. link in the description below. You can read it. So what does God say about this issue in his word? Well, you know, we've already kind of gone over it a little bit. And boy, he put a nice little. There's, there's a, so, so on, on, on Hamas. Yeah. But there will be a day when Jesus Christ comes back to a entrenched besieged israel who's going to be doing the entrenching and besieging well who did it the last two times <laughs> the roman you might say the romans no no the romans were the ones who paid the money and wanted it done but who actually did it the very ancestors of the people who are doing yes. it now who did it before then the very, very ancestors of the people who are doing it today there is very much God likes poetic symbolism. He likes repetition in threes or sevens. You're going to see three temples and three destructions. Temple and three sackings of Jerusalem. In the middle of the sacking of Jerusalem, Christ will return this time to save his people. Messiah will come. And they will look on him when they pierced. And they will look on him whom they have pierced. So that is hopefully enough to send you off into the week. Thinking that, about, this has been very educational. Thinking about what to say or do when someone says, I support Hamas. When you say that, you don't, you don't understand what you're really saying. Or you are truly a malevolent person, one or the other. Well, I would agree with well, that. You know... Th- The Bible talks about the end times and the spirit of deception. And when, you know, the beginning of, right after Hamas did the attack, they interviewed two white girls, um, because they weren't Arabic girls, they were Americans. And they were on Jihad Day out there, and they were uh, boarding the Palestine. And when the reporter asked the question, well, what about this attack? She goes, oh, well, that's already been proven that that's not true. That was all AI generated. That is a willful ignorance. And it's dangerous. And it's going to get worse. It will get much worse. And you look at the people who are, I'm not talking about about vaccinated. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the people who say you must be vaccinated at all costs and everyone in the world must be and we must hold people down and force them or kill them that mentality that mentality is going to that herd mentality that group think i'm not making an issue on vaccines i'm not i'm saying the group mentality of that is what you're going to see carried out against israel when they when they turn when they have the minute the 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 hour of hate like in George Orwell, going to, that's going to be turned against Israel. And if we don't change what we're doing here in America, we will be our sons and daughters will be marching on Israel in the battle of well, Gog and Magog. <laughs> so that's a whole other story there, because how many story. Christians are going to pick up a gun and go after a nation that they know that their God is fighting for? That that's... I said I said sons and daughters. I didn't say us <laughs> because we're going to lose that whole generation mm-hmm. yeah. if we don't change. Something to think about. Make sure that your eyes are on God. Oh boy, and your eyes are on Israel, and that you're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray Amen. for the peace of Jerusalem. Yep. If you like this podcast, like, comment, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Thank you so much for over two hundred thousand downloads of the audio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Rumble. You guys are still popping off there. Again, about 80 people there in Rumble. Small 
Yeah, he found it. <laughs> hey, Mr. Producer found it. By the way, I wish you could have seen Mr. Producer's face when Jonathan Kahn was going through the prophecy. You know, his mind was exploding over little, there. Little uh, lit, lit up like a Christmas tree. He's like, whoa. He was just looking at the it's screen like really, going, really big. Wow, man. So thank you, Rai Rai, for, for being there and producing. And uh, again, we are on uh, X at Further Every Day. Look us up there. Oh, tweet us. We're action now. Make sure it's something particularly mean or atrocious, hmm. and if it's if it's vile enough, it'll it'll make it on the show, and we'll we'll talk about it. All right. So with that said, thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right. One more thing for you. Okay. If you're still here, you are a super listener, or we did put you to sleep. Yep. Uh, going around the room. Yes or no? <laughs> Cat hurting. I tell you. Going around the room. Yay or there. nay? You get a full expense paid trip to go to Israel right now. No. Would you? <laughs> no. Nikki, no. I'd be very tempted to do it. I think I might. I think I would. Yeah. Steve. Yep. Yeah. If I was to be any place in the world and something was to happen, it'd be Israel. Yeah. It, there's no doubt the that it, it, be. it absolutely do do? is dangerous, but you're talking about being in a land that God said, I've got this. It's and, the end of the ages yep, right now. Yep. And it's like a front seat. But then again, I guess that's the difference between men and women. Yeah. Women, women, women hold, protect the hearth and men are stupid it's no, also and, why women live longer and be with and and follow the <laughs> remaining jews that are going to survive because they're headed to how about Mount you Ryan? you going you going or staying you stay <laughs> oh man what's <laughs> wrong with you man smart boy smart boy i've i've got i, I thought i trained that to boy, marry buddy. and and I've, I've got kids to have and i don't want to be going that. over there and Bachelor of the Rapture here. If you would like to go, or if you would or wouldn't go, all expenses paid, your work's taken care of, you come back, you could you come back. If you back go, to you life. can get one of these, right? If here. you were alive. Uh, would you go? Yay or nay? Tell us in the comment section down below. Yay. We love you so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.